There are locked doors and closed windows in your mind, and dark rooms behind them, said Faramir. But in this I judge that you speak the truth. It is well for you. What oath would you swear never to return, and never to lead any living creature hither by word or sign? The Forbidden Pool, The Two Towers. and Melon, and welcome back to Interesting Tales from Tolkien, a Podmoot. I'm Mel. And I'm Kristen. And this week we are covering The Two Towers, Part 4, Chapter 6, The Forbidden Pool. Okay, Mel, this week for your recap, I would like for you to include three things about Amer. your choice, what they are. Tall, dark, and dreamy? <laughs> I mean events. And events. besides, Aragorn is going to get jealous if you fawn over Aramir too much. I fawn over so many Middle-earthmen. Anyways. All right. So some of you might remember Kristen and I had this deal where we're allowed to have one goober a book. I completely goobered on this recap. And this is my second attempt. I've taken out the first mostly because it wasn't funny. It was just me sort of sitting there talking really slowly. (laughs) So here I go again. A company is put together to destroy the evil ring. There are nine companions. They leave Rivendell, losing Gandalf in the mines of Moria. They pass through Lorien where they're giving gifts. Boromir dies at the falls of Rauros. Frodo and Sam go their own way. Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli travel into Rohan, chasing down Merry and Pippin, who have been captured by orcs. They meet Eomer along the way, who gives them passage through Rohan on the proviso that they return to Edoras at some point, which they do with the resurrected Gandalf. Eomer has been kept in the dungeons as a traitor because he let them pass, and he also spoke ill against Scream of Wormtongue. But anyway, Eomer then rides in the van with... Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli, and they go to Helm's Deep where they fight. Meanwhile, Fro- oh gosh, this is actually getting hard for 45 seconds is half the issue. So anyways, going well over my 45 seconds, they defeat the forces of Sau- Saruman. Pippin finds the Palantir and has to leave the company for looking into it. Meanwhile, Frodo and Sam are off on an adventure. They've met Faramir, brother of Boromir now, and we are up to that point. I actually, I'm not sure if I'm having a goober of a day or if there is just starting to get too much to put into 45 seconds. Well, Mel, I'd be happy if you want to bump to 60 because it's not just that you're doing three books. It's that you're doing three books plus as far as we've gotten into book four. So really today it was three and a half books in 45 seconds. So I'm happy also for you to have time to do the curveballs I'm throwing you. Next week, if you want to bump to 60 seconds, we can totally do that. We'll, we'll, we'll have a think and a talk because I quite like the challenge, but I'm actually starting to think unless, I mean, it, I think the curveball is what threw me off. If I didn't have to speak about Aomer, I wouldn't have even mentioned him like in my recap. That's so part of it. the fun though. <laughs> <laughs> I also noticed that you didn't even include a thing about book one. We started no, your recap in Rivendell. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm trying here. We've got to. We've got to cut the fat from this story. <laughs> I love it. All right, but it's my turn in the hot seat now. It is your turn in the hot seat. Thirty seconds. Tell us what happened in this week's chapter. 
Faramir wakes Frodo and Sam to show them Gollum fishing at the base of the waterfall. Anborn wants to shoot him, but Frodo disagrees. He approaches Smeagol and tricks him into following him back where the men can catch him. Gollum is super mad at Frodo for going with the men and tricking him. Gollum swears again on the ring to keep the place secret, and Faramir dooms Frodo from it for a year. Faramir says, don't go to Kirith Ungol because the Nazgul were there and not to trust Gollum. Then he leaves the hobbits to go on their quest and enters back through the waterfall into the cave. Very good. You were very much in your time limit. I love these little short chapters that not a whole lot happens. Just a few key plot points, a little bit of conversation around those plot points. Boom. Yep. 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 I've... hmm. I'm going to maybe start writing myself some dot points. (laughs) Uh, Kristen, I do not believe we had any new characters this week. Nope. So we can dive right in to our chapter review. Just like Gollum was diving and splashing into the pool. Hey! I have to say, as much as we love to hate on Gollum, and he is this sort of character who's straddling good and evil and he's an antagonist, but we still need him. And I mean, it's easy to look at him with this sort of divided viewpoint, but you have to admit that Gollum splashing in the pool and coming up with fishes in his mouth is super cute. I do. I love this. And the image of him before Faramir is still holding by the fish. And, like, one is half-eaten and the other one is in his hands. And I just loved that. So, this chapter starts with Frodo being woken up by Faramir, who, first of all, just has to assure him that there's nothing to fear, but it's not yet morning. The moon is about to set, and he wants Frodo to come and see it. And Sam also wakes up, noticing that Frodo's bed is empty, and follows them. I love this description As Sam went by the cave mouth, he saw that the curtain was now become a dazzling veil of silk and pearls and silver thread, melting icicles of moonlight. Oh, how beautiful. Tolkien and his descriptions are just this whole, the description of the entire area they're in and the Forbidden Pool is just so beautiful. And we have Frodo standing on this stone and just looking up at the moon and wondering where his old companions walked or slept or lay dead shrouded in mist. And Sam goes, it's a fine view, no doubt, Mr. Frodo, but chilly to the heart, not to mention the bones. What's going on? (laughs) And Faramir explains that it's moonset, and he talks about fair Ithil, so the moon, as he goes from Middle-earth, glances upon the white locks of old Mindolian. It is worth a few shivers. And then reveals that that's actually not why he bought Frodo out there, but has to do the little jibe at Sam and says, you were not bought and do but pay the penalty of your watchfulness. <laughs> okay, quick question. So Ithil is the name of the moon. What yes. is Mindoluin? Go ask Google. What is Mindoluin? <laughs> ah, okay. Mindolduin is the actually you know what I'm going to leave this in I couldn't I cannot remember the name of all the mountains Mindolduin is the easternmost peak of the white mountains that run through Gondor okay cool so I I feel validated in not being able to remember the name of every single mountain in Middle Earth there are a lot of them 
Faramir walks forward to where his one of his men is standing, and it's Anborn, and Frodo follows him, and they look down into the pool. And once again, this beautiful description of what the pool looks like. And then we see Gollum diving into the water. And Faramir has a bit of a little bit of a ribbing to Anborn. He goes, Now what would you say to that that is Anborn? A squirrel or a kingfisher? Are there black kingfishers in the night pools of Mirkwood? And Anborn is like no, it has four limbs and kind of looks like a dude. But what is up with that? Because since he's come here, and this is supposed to be our most secret hideout, I really kind of have to shoot him. And Faramir turns to Frodo and says, shall we shoot? And Frodo takes a moment to answer. And I'm like, Frodo, man, really? You're considering this clearly. But he says, no. No, I beg you not to. And it says if Sam had dared, he would have said yes, quicker and louder. And Fairmere wants to know if Frodo knows what that is down in the pool and guesses that it must be your gangrel companion that Frodo hasn't talked about before. But since he has dared to come to Hanath Anun, his life is forfeit. Frodo pretty much says, but I think it's more complicated than that. Your refuge is so hidden that perhaps he does not know that men are concealed here. For another, I think he is allured here by a mastering desire, stronger than his caution. And Faramir is like, does this relate to your burden? And Frodo reveals yes, and that Gollum once bore it himself. And Faramir is really surprised by this and asks if Gollum is pursuing it. And Frodo just answers, maybe it is precious to him, but I did not speak of that. And so Faramir is like, well, what then does the creature seek? And it turns out he's going fishing. Poor little Gollum <laughs> is hungry. He needs to eat too. And so then they need to figure out what to do. And Frodo says that if he can go down, he will be able to win Gollum over. Yeah, it's interesting because not only is Frodo compassionate that Gollum's hungry and that he's not aware of how dangerous his situation is right now, being this close to the hideout, but then he says, Gandalf, your Mithrandir, he would have bidden you not to slay him for that reason and for others. He forbade the elves to do so. I do not know clearly why, and of what I guess I cannot speak openly out here, but this creature is in some way bound up with my errand. Until you found us and took us, he was my guide. And Fermi is like, this is getting weird. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> so Frodo goes down and I love Gollum in this. He's like, fish, nice fish. White faces vanished by precious at last. Yes. Now we can eat fish in peace. No, not in peace, precious, for precious is lost. Yes, lost. Dirty hobbits, nasty hobbits, gone and left us. And he's gone back to talking the way that we first met him back in The Hobbit. Yeah. And he is none too pleased with his hobbit companions who 
as I said, he believes has left him. So Frodo calls out to him softly at first, and Gollum just answers, fish, nice fish, and then a little louder, and then some more. Smeagol Master has come to look for you. And Smeagol lets out a soft hiss to let us know that he has heard Frodo. And Frodo says, come, we are in danger. Men will kill you. Come quickly if you wish to escape death. And then I love this saucy response. No, said the voice. Not nice, Master. Leaves poor Smeagol and goes with new friends. Master can wait. Smeagol hasn't finished. I I love love that it's just like off with new friends and you've just left me so you can wait on me now. And it's like, oh, dear. And so then Frodo goes immediately for the jugular and says, Precious will be angry. I shall take Precious and I shall say, make him swallow the bones and choke. Never taste fish again. Come, Precious is waiting. And I put this big, like, open mouth OMG emoji in my margin here. I mean, Frodo really talk about pulling out the big weapon right away. Yep. Oh, dear. So Frodo manages to lure him after, you know, a little bit of back and forth. But as soon as Gollum starts following him, Anborn steps in and grabs him. I did think it was interesting that Gollum kind of felt the presence of Anborn along the way. He says, something's there, not a hobbit. Suddenly he turned back. A green light was flickering in his bulging eyes. Master, master, wicked, tricksy, false. And Anborn grabs him by the scruff of the neck. He starts screaming and squealing, and Frodo is begging for them to go easy and not to hurt him. He'll be quieter if you don't, Smeagol. They won't hurt you. I'll go with you, and you shall come to no harm, nor unless they kill me too. Trust, Master. And Gollum spits on him. I mean, I would too. It was a kind of dirty, rotten thing that Frodo did, and... He even says, I hope it will be all right, but I hate the whole business. And Sam does as well. Yeah. So they go back to the cave and Faramir orders wine and for the prisoner to be brought. And in they come. And Gollum is doing his screaming and shouting, demanding to be loosed, saying that the cord hurts him and that he's done nothing wrong. And Faramir has this weird moment and says, Nothing. Have you never done anything worthy of binding or of worse punishment? However, that is not for me to judge happily. But tonight you have come here. It is death where it is death to come. The fish of this pool are dearly bought. And I, sorry, Faramir, what does it matter? Like, you're good. Ugh. Sorry, Faramir just really annoys me at that going, wait, you've never done anything? It's like, come on. <laughs> None of us are blameless. And then I love, though, Gollum just drops the fish and says, don't want fish. <laughs> and then Faramir goes on to say, it isn't about the fish. It's about that you got too close to this place. What are you doing here? Who are you? And Gollum just says, we are lost. No name, no business, no precious, nothing. Only empty, only hungry. And they go back and forth for a bit. And then Frodo says that Smeagol should trust him give as truthful answers as he can. And Faramir asks again, do you know the name of this place? Have you been here before? 
And Colin responds, we doesn't know, we doesn't want to know, never came here, never come again. And Faramir's response is, there are locked doors and closed windows in your mind and dark rooms behind them. But in this I judge that you speak the truth. It is well for you. What oath will you swear never to return and never to lead any living creature hither by word or sign? And Gollum then turns to Frodo and says, Master knows. I thought this was interesting. This is now the second time Gollum is swearing on the ring. The first time it was Frodo's idea. This time it's his idea. And I just wonder, like, how many times can we swear on the ring before something bad happens? Just putting a pin in that for future (laughs) reference. Yeah. That's a good question. How, How much can the ring take, so to speak, of these words? So Gollum swears and Faramir asks Frodo if he's satisfied. And Frodo says, yes, either you got to accept the promise or carry out your laws, but I'm okay with this promise. So Faramir says he'll let them go. And so Frodo then says to Faramir that he had said that they would talk in the morning and is now morning and he needs to know what's going to happen to him. And Faramir's response is, then I will declare my doom. As for you, Frodo, insofar as lies in me under higher authority, I declare you free in the realm of Gondor to the furthest of its ancient bounds, save only that neither you nor any that go with you have leave to come to this place unbidden. The doom shall stand for a year and a day and then cease, unless you shall before that term come to Minas Tirith and present yourself to the lord and steward of the city." then I will entreat him to confirm what I have done and to make it lifelong. So Frodo says, cool, I accept. I place myself at your service and agrees to take Smeagol under his protection. And Sam is not happy by any of this, but he understands that Frodo's doing the best that he can here. And Faramir turns to Gollum and says, you are under doom of death, but while you walk with Frodo, you are safe for our part. However, if you get separated from Frodo, you are toast. He then wants to know where Gollum is taking them. And Gollum is really tetchy on the whole thing. So Frodo starts to answer and says that, you know, we went to the Black Gate, but that was impossible. So now we're coming southwards and there's going to be a path near Minas Ithil. And Faramir replies that's Minas Morgul. And Frodo doesn't know the name. And Faramir says it's Kirathongal, and Gollum hisses and tries to deny that that's its name. He's like, no, yes, yes, we heard the name once, but what does the name matter to us? Master says he must get in, so we must try some way. And he also says that there isn't any other way, right? And Faramir's like, what do you know about the other ways? Have you or anyone explored everywhere there is in the Dark Lands? And... He says to Anborn to take Smeagol away. So he does. So Frodo and Faramir then have a private conversation. And Faramir is trying to convince him to abandon Gollum because he's wicked. And Frodo says, no, not altogether wicked. But Faramir is convinced that Gollum is going to lead him astray. And Frodo pretty much says that he has no other choice but to go. He has to try and find a way. And Gollum's kind of his only option, so he will try the way. 
And then we get this little bit of history about Minas Morgul and how it passed into evil and now it's full of dread and the enemy dwelt there long ago. And he reveals that the nine riders have issued forth from the gates and none of them have been able to withstand them. You will be espied. It is a place of sleepless malice, full of lidless eyes. Do not go that way. And Frodo says, well, where else am I supposed to go? You've already said you can't guide me, but the Council of Elrond told me this is where I'm supposed to go. And surely you don't want me to bring this thing to Gondor. What else am I supposed to do? And Faramir's like, well, obviously I don't want it to come to Gondor because then it would infect everyone. And I don't want you to have to choose between death and torment. And Faramir once again warns him about Smeagol. And I love this little hint we get here. He has done murder before now. I read it in him. So somehow Faramir has discerned that Smeagol murdered his brother. But eventually Faramir accepts and says, Well, so we meet and part, Frodo son of Drogo. You have no need of soft words. I do not hope to see you again on any other day under this sun. But you shall go now with my blessing upon you and upon all your people. Rest a little while. Food is prepared for you. And he leaves saying that hopefully they'll see each other again, but that might be beyond the vision of the seeing stones. And it says, he rose and bowed low to Frodo and drawing the curtain passed out into the cave. He also just hinted that he would like to hear more about Smeagol's time with the ring, but now's not the time. Kristen, who's your character of the week? Well, it has to be Faramir again, right? Or Frodo again? Like, I don't know. I'm giving it to Faramir. Just saying. He deserves it. Every time I see him, I feel like he deserves it. I think, for me, it's a toss-up between Faramir and Frodo, because Faramir is still one heck of a stand-up guy. But Frodo is actually the one who manages to use a little bit of deceit and gets Gollum to come back and manages to continue this alliance with Faramir. So it's kind of a toss-up for me between those two. Fair. I just give it to Faramir because Faramir is perfect in every single way. (laughs) Are you ready for prediction versus fiction? Dun-dun-dun! So last week you predicted that the men and Frodo would part ways. The chapter would start with Sam packing up his cooking gear. Some of the men will go with them a short way, but depart before they reach the Forbidden Pool. They will give them directions on the safest road they know. Gollum will reunite with Frodo and Sam near the Forbidden Pool. The Forbidden Pool is magic, and the hobbits drink and either hallucinate or become enchanted by the water. The pool will slow down the journey. That is one heck of a fanfic. The only part of that that's true is that Gollum will reunite with them by the pool. (laughs) The rest (laughs) of it is just in Kristen's imagination. (laughs) We're enjoying Kristen's imagination immensely around here. (laughs) So your next chapter is called Journey to the Crossroads. We are finally going to get to the crossroads that I predicted a few chapters ago. Okay, let me look at my map. Okay, so Frodo and Sam, and presumably also Gollum, are going to leave 
actually Frodo is already outside the waterfall. So I'm guessing then that Sam and Gollum are just going to join him and they're going to go to the crossroads, which means they are halfway in between Minas Tirith and Minas Morgul. This pathway that Gollum is talking about is at Minas Morgul. This is chapter seven of 10. So I'm guessing that the closer we get to Minas Morgul, the more dangerous the road is going to be, the more likely it is that we're going to run into more armies that are coming, more orcs or other creatures, maybe even some stuff we haven't seen yet. I'm guessing since the word journey is in the title that we're going to have some more walking. It's been a few chapters since we've had some walking, so it's about time for some walking. I don't think... Gollum really trusts Frodo anymore. I think that relationship has broken. I think it was always tenuous and Gollum is much more interested in serving the master of the ring. And it's much more about the precious for him than it is about Frodo personally. It is now not at all about Frodo personally. He hasn't liked Sam for some time now. Now he dislikes Frodo too. So I think the idea of leading the ring to its doom is going to start to wear off. And we heard the little teaser in the first chapter where we met Gollum again about how his language had improved and their relationship improved and that it lasted for a while. Well, I think the a while is now over. I think the relationship now is super contentious and I keep predicting that Gollum is going to make a play for the ring. It's, it's got to be very soon here. But it may not be until after they get through the pass. So you think he'll make a play for the ring once they're past Minas Morgul? Yeah, I think it is still in his best interest to keep leading the hobbits towards the cracks. <laughs> Did you just laugh because I said the word cracks? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, just so, so they're going to go past Miss Morgul and then through Kirathungul, which is what Faramir was telling us about. So, do you think maybe Kirathungul is where he'll make a play? Yes, I do. Now, I noticed that Kirathungul is not on the map. Of course, the Window of the West is not on the map either. Is Kirathungul the little place where the word Asgiliath separates the mountains, or is that just because Asgiliath is too long that there's actually still mountains there? So. No, so the crossroad, so you see there's a Skilliath, there is a road that goes from Minas Tirith to Minas Morgul, and then the right. south road, north road, so that's the crossroads, and a Skilliath is on the, um, like if you're looking south, I suppose, and we're not, we're looking north, it is on your left. Um, Kirathongal is past Minas Morgul, so you can see how the mountains split for Minas Morgul, it's in mm-hmm. there. Okay, so I, I think that's, where we're going to attempt to go. Yeah. And I don't think this chapter is going to be where Gollum makes the play. I think it's going to be in the pass, and I don't think we're going to get through the pass this time. I think this chapter is all going to be about hiding out. I think it's going to be more information about the Dark Lord building his armies. We might even get a glimpse across the Anduin and see some of the troops of the good side amassing at Minas Tirith. 
it's not going to be enough information to convince Frodo that his people are still alive. Yeah. That's all I got, Mel. Okay. Anything else you want to ask me? Well, we've only got a few chapters to go before the end of the book. Where do you think, what's going to happen at the end of this book? Where are we going to be up to while we going on? I think we get through the pass in this book. But then there is still a large journey from the mouth of the pass, from the eastern mouth of the pass, to then get across the plateau of Gorgoroth and over to Orodrun. So okay. I think that happens in Return of the King. I also think the majority of the Return of the King is all the battles. And I've shared before that one of the few things I remember from the movies is all the fighting. <laughs> I think this book leaves in question still whether Frodo is actually capable of completing the mission, but we do get close enough to realize that, what do we realize? We do get close enough to realize that the ring is in danger. We just don't know if Frodo actually has what it takes to do it. Fair. All right, then. Well, homework for next week is to read Journey to the Crossroads. I would like for you, and I haven't thought about this, damn it. Hang on give me a second. <laughs> do, 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 elevator music, do. Thanks for joining us. If you want to find us on social media, we are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Podmoot. Our email address is podmoot at gmail.com and our website is podmoot.com. If you'd like to contact me personally, I'm at Mel Bickett on Twitter and Instagram. Kristen, where can people find you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at Kristen Conducts. Norvera Mellon, until we meet again. Bye, y'all.